0: Rocklass Radio with Tanmais Shah. Rocklass Radio. Rocklass. 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 Rock
1: Rock Rock Radio with Tanmay
0: Shah. Hello everybody. Welcome to another show of Rocklass Radio. On today's episode, we have with us H Chip, my business partner. We are starting a new food joint in Australia, which is called fish and H-chip. Oh. <laughs> the, ch- <laughs> the fish in this is going to be vegan, vegetarian, because we promote that on the show. So yeah, it's it's good for everybody. <laughs> a word from our sponsor.
2: Are you looking for a quick bite of delicious, healthy food? Then come over to Fish and H-chips, our signature vegan fish combined with healthy chips. Ensures that each bite is packed with both flavor
3: and nutrition. That's not all we offer. We have a limited time deal on our amazing merchandise line. Shipped worldwide. From t-shirts to mugs to hoodies. You can get all your fish and H-chips swag at a 25% discount.
1: Order now and experience the magic of fish and H-chips. And remember, bad jokes are on the house.
0: (laughs) H-chips, as you know, uh, is a... Famous collector, very active member in the NFT community, always supporting, helping artists, and he has high perform. He's a high performance coach, and we'll find out all about that. So stay tuned till the end. You'll also get to hear fun facts and poem and music from Ed Chip. So it's a wonderful episode. Let's dive into it. Ed Chip, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, I'm good. Um... That introduction wasn't exactly what I was expecting, although it's probably what I should expect because I sit in spaces quite <laughs> regularly, and I and I am getting used to your. I, is it humour? I don't know.
0: Your vo- volume has gone low again.
2: <laughs> oh, is it? All right. Do you, yeah, you, it was better now. I sh- yeah. Alright. I'll I'll speak over here. Okay. I mean, so, your your audience, your your audience. A lot of you, lot say, you don't understand me anyway. <laughs> so does it matter yeah. if you can hear
0: me yeah for all those people who cannot understand him we have a australian to english translator or you can see the subtitles <laughs> i hope the youtube see. i hope the youtube algorithm can understand him
1: <laughs>
2: all right can you hear me now oh, yeah hear me now yes Okay, sweet. Alright, I'm 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 ready for anything man. I'm 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 sorted. I've got a I've got a beverage, a beer, I've got my chocolate. I'm sorted, Tanway. What, what, whatever you want? Give it to me.
0: First question to you, Ed Chip. What do you call a crying sister? Crying sister. Um crying
1: sister. A sad link. No, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? A
0: crisis.
1: All right. I'll see you
2: later, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be, you going to do this all, you going to do this throughout the whole thing,
0: or? No, no, it was just, to, just for a warm up. <laughs> no. All right.
2: Is this, have you got to watch your language on this? You got to be careful with um, any blue language, like swear words and whatnot.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen that
2: before.
0: Okay, I thought with that joke you would remove your sock out from your face, but anyways, let's let's continue. Ed hey Chip, this with this question, you want to know about your background. So, how do you believe your personal background and story has Set you apart, and influences you, you and your work today.
2: That's a good question. Um, I don't know if it has really. I mean, my, my background is is so different to most of the people in the space. Given that most people in the space are creatives, so they're operating from a certain side of the brain. Whereas I've I've been in business and you know corporate and stuff. So it's so there is a difference in in you know thinking i think um but i think i think I'll, the way i approach the space is really what everyone asks for which is just be yourself and authentic and stuff um people say that they want that
1: but i don't know how true that is you know because people get upset very easily so i, I approach the space just just i'm
2: just myself and uh some people really like it which is lovely and others others less so but i think that's just life isn't it
0: if you take us back we also know you have connections with england how many years have you lived in australia
1: uh, well, i've been in i've been here for uh i've been sorry for Couple of decades now. Uh, So
2: I grew up in Essex, England, and um, moved to London at quite a young, not a young age, but like you know, a young adult, like nineteen, I think, or twenty. And and that's when I started on my career. Like I I started uh, working in newspapers then, and um, finished my career in newspapers a year ago or two years ago. Um. To, you know, and fully sm- submerge myself into into the Web three environment. Um, so it's been yeah, it's been a really interesting transition. It's, it's like the, the, you couldn't get. I, I guess you could get more polarizing changes, but it's very very different. It's really really different. Um, but I love it. You know, I do I do love it. Um, every, everything shifts in in Web three. You know, I I used to. Uh, invest a lot in real estate um and 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 very traditional type type markets you know working in traditional media and things um and 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 then now to be on the sort of the forefront of what could be the single biggest change that humanity's seen you know in our lifetimes it's uh it's brilliant yeah you know, it's it's a it's a good thing to to feel a part of even though i'm i don't really feel completely part you know i've sort of from the outside looking into a bit because i I don't you know i can't do what the um the people i admire in the space can do which is which is create. i've always been fascinated with creativity
0: so you from where from sussex and then you went to london and what you said you're in the newspapers i couldn't hear that very well um
2: you, yeah, I started off. So, so, so it's Essex. So I moved from Essex and, and, um, the news, yeah, so I worked in newspapers from the age of, I think I was 18, I think, when I started. And that, that was like a, it was basically a, I wasn't even supposed to get that job. It was a, it was for grad, it was for, uh, graduates of university. And I was, and I was still at school. So I must have been younger than that, 17 maybe, 17 or 18, I guess. And, um, generally when you graduate, you're 24, 25. And I applied anyway, because what's what you, know, you can't lose anything. Anyway, someone got sick and I, my name was next on the list. So I get a phone call at at the school asking if I could come in the next day for this all day interview. Group interview thing, and um, I was lucky enough to be one of the few that they picked, and then I went on this mad like you know sales training program, and that was like you know quite a long time ago now.
0: What was the job about? What exactly did you do in the newspapers?
2: I was I was selling advertising. So this was this like I'm a kid, right? It was terrifying because this is when you could treat people. like adults and stuff, you know. So, so you could, you could take away chairs, or you could prevent someone from having access to hot drinks, you know, stuff like that. Without getting fired, you could do that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so it was really fierce, like competitive. And uh... actually,
0: I don't know what you mean. So but what? Yeah, uh-huh. I I couldn't hear all the words properly. So yeah, we let. Can you just? Repeat that because your accent also doesn't help in that. Can you just speak a bit louder and slower?
1: Okay. Okay,
2: I'll try and speak. Is this better if I speak a bit like this? Yes. This is ridiculous, but I'll do it. Um, So, yeah, so I was just saying that working in that environment in in a big sales house, you know, selling advertising. Back then, um, the leadership team could, could be much more aggressive. You know, they didn't have to worry about human resources and all the all the sensitive nonsense you get now. You could just kind of speak your mind a little bit. Um, and it was really, really intense and really high pressure.
1: But I learned an awful
2: lot like, a that. I'm really glad was, even though at the time, didn't really enjoy it too much. I was I was kind of scared most of the time.
0: So you were into sales, and you were selling ads in the newspaper. Whom were you contacting? Yeah. Who who were your clients, and how would you contact? Cold calling, or go to their office, or what was yeah. your target so, market?
2: Okay, so it was it was a newspaper called Lloyd's List in East London, and. It's the I believe it's the oldest newspaper on the planet. I don't even know if it's still going, but it it used to track the movement of ships from one port to another, and it was it was reviewed. You know, it was a very uh, important document back in the day, and um, and so I would be cold calling shipping companies, yeah, you know, companies like P&O or Maersk or I s k i don't think h s k you know you know those types of companies the big shipping companies and stuff like that, and you'd phone you 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 could phone them as a cold call um and try- try and get you know get them to buy advertising um yeah it was really- it was
1: really difficult like because you didn't you didn't have access you couldn't email
2: we didn't have email I just had cards with stuff written down and so it was really, like, it really was. Uh, tr- I mean, imagine m-
1: me trying to sell to a German a shipping ad.
2: Do you know what I mean, Tenmo? It's it's near on impossible. We 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 got we got so bored, like we'd have so many calls that we'd start playing games. So we'd have to call using different accents, or we'd make up English sayings that didn't exist. You know, so as part of the close, we'd say things like. Um. Uh, well, Mr. Werner, as we say in England, you have to take off your sandals before you run into the sea, which is obviously not <laughs> saying at all. <laughs> but just, just just, stupid stuff to get through the day, you know?
0: So is your regular accent also the one of the made-up accents? My accent? I don't think... I, I mean, my accent, it's weird
2: how... All of you seem to understand all the other English people, but not me. And I'm speaking the same as them. So I I think it's weird. It's it's I don't know if it's racist, but it's definitely not very kind.
0: The irony is you were in the calling business. You had to actually call and talk to people.
2: I know. But do you know the weird thing is I was, I was awful to start with. They, they had this big board and you had to put your number up of how much it sold, right? And at the end of the day, in front of hundreds of people, this sales floor was like football pitcher size and you had to go up in front of everyone as the trainees, rub your number out and then put, and then they'd write your new number up there in front of everyone. And mine was zero. So I'd have to rub the zero out and then I'd have to say in front of everyone, it's still zero, and then they'd write another zero to replace the zero. And that, and that happened every day for probably a month. It was really, really brutal. You know, I was only a kid. Um, so that it was hard, It was a harsh environment. Like, like I say, you'd, you couldn't do it today. Like there's no, you'd be fired immediately. <laughs>
0: I'm visualizing Wolf of Wall Street right now. Everybody's sitting and calling people. So I guess something right. like that.
2: Exactly that. It's it's almost exactly that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How without many, without. Yeah. yeah. Go
0: on. How many years did you do this for? And was this one of those ships by which you came to Australia?
2: <laughs> I I was in sales. Uh, for only a couple of years in London and then I moved to Sydney and then I had to kind of restart my career even though I was only two years old. But I very quickly moved into leadership. What uh, brought I you to
0: that... what brought you to Sydney? A woman. Oh. Australian woman.
1: Australian, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, she. there was. there's always a woman, but, she, but
2: anyway. So I um, yeah. So 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 I was in. So I got into sales over here, but they moved me into leadership really quickly, uh, and that's that was that was when I started work for a magazine called New Scientist and Variety magazines, which you've probably heard of, or may have heard of. Um, and from there I just you know just carried on, found my way to News Corp. Uh huh, and spent the majority of my career or a lot of my career. The majority? No, it's not the majority, but a number of years working at News Corp, um, Sydney, uh, Queensland.
0: So, in um, the magazines, what were you a writer or were you also into the sales for the magazines? So, it was, it
2: was, it was leadership, really. So, I, I was first
1: tasked, News Corp. News Corp had a problem. They had a big business problem because they owned
2: the entire market. If you're if you're a local, gross grocer, grocery place, or you know whatever, right? The only place, the only the only place you can advertise to your local market is in the local newspaper, or at least used to be. And then, yeah, and news is obviously huge. They own everything. Um, But then Google came along and took that market. You know, all the jobs market. You don't see job ads in newspapers. All the classified went online. Everything really went online. And so the sales team that Corp had weren't equipped to go and hunt and find business. They were equipped to take calls and nurture people and be really soft and look after, you know, any queries, account management. You know these account managers that pretend they're in sales. They're not. They're. 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 they're, they're you know, they're nobody. They're, they don't do anything really. Um, so they needed a proper sales team. So they, we, we just sat down, and spoke, and I told them,
1: I told them what I think their problem is, and
2: uh, and so and they hired me to to address it basically and to to start building do- a. a, a Sorry, say that again.
0: They hired you for what?
2: They hired me to uh, t- take over a, a business development team. So rather than account managers, they wanted they wanted to see what would happen if they gave gave me the will, basically, to go and educate the, the existing sales team, but also um, bring people in and recruit and train, coach. And develop into people that were capable of going out and finding business and closing deals rather than waiting for the phone to ring and taking an order. Um, and I built that up. Uh, in, it, it, it took me probably a couple of years to get the, res, you know, the good results. And then they, and then they promoted me into a, a bigger, you know, how it goes. You know, you, you just progress through, through the company, don't you?
0: Um, you started out as a 22-year-old, taking calls. What incident happened or what questions or what actions did you do that you got the responsibility of the whole team and you were actually into business development then, training and recruiting people? How did that happen? The, fact,
2: the first thing is, and it's not like, it, you know, it's just that, I'm not being egotistical, but like, it's just a fact of it cause I was the best salesperson I was the best salesperson, but like you know, by by a mile. So, um, so so you naturally get like you, there's leadership. Leadership comes from a lot of different places, right? You, 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 you know when you were a kid, I was he says I don't like there's leadership where you do you do what there's been, what you're being told because you have to, like a teacher, right? They are given leadership, but but. There's there's leadership where you're not you don't have the t- title, but people follow you because of the standards you set and that they admire you to some degree. You know, or you have, these leadership qualities people speak of can be defined. Um, and I, I kind of set the example. I was always the first one in. I always had the best numbers. I always spoke to more people, and if other people were struggling, I'd help them hit their targets too. So. It's like, you know, where do you go with that? You have, you have, do you know what I mean? So, the yeah, the, the the team liked me. Um, but I think management liked me more than the people because I was getting results. Like, I think in my first year there, I tripled, I tripled revenue in the first year. And as the, you know, they were shocked. I was like well? How are you doing this? And so, because I'm, I'm speaking to people like. It's not yeah, it's not complicated,
1: or it shouldn't be, you know mm. if I can do it, anyone can do it
0: hey, chip it? you were in sales for so many years, and I like the part where you said that leadership is not to be demanded, it's commanded in a way when king starts calling himself king is he's no more a king because it has to come from the people or to from the people to recognize a leader or recognize an influencer or a king so how how were you able to do that was it coming naturally or were you putting in efforts for it or how did you become influential or get known for your Leadership skills.
2: Yeah. Okay. The the first thing I say is like you're spot on. You know any anybody that that self proclaims things,
1: they're not doing it well enough because other you,
2: you, if you have to self proclaim it, <laughs> then there's something wrong, right? It's just somebody doesn't know and you have to tell them. So that so, so it should be rec- it should be recognised by others, not by self. But but as for what I did, I mean number one, I've always I've always uh, said what everyone else is thinking in the room, you know, like it, 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 whatever company I was at and whoever was in the room, um, and I'm not saying it's to boast. I'm just it's just who I am. It's like I'll, I'll I'll challenge authority all the time because I think I think you have to like. And, and, and actually, the, the, the good leaders, the best leaders I work for, they love to be challenged. They actually really enjoy it because that's where progress is made. And, 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 and good leaders want to know when you're not on the boat with them. You know, if you're not aligned with the vision or the strategy, it's mu- I much prefer people to uh, be vocal about that and challenge and object and argue and debate. And so that, so that we can overcome those concerns or questions or um, you know whatever it is they have feelings about,
1: and uh, and get them on board,
2: you know. Mm. Uh, and, and and I was all I was always that guy. I was always the person to, like you, you know. Sometimes you sit in a room, you know, everybody's thinking the same thing, but instead of challenging, they go, "Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely definitely." You've got to do that. It's, I, I didn't. I never did that ever.
0: So you spoke your mind. You always challenged the status quo, and that's how you. That's the number one thing you are. You suggest out of it. All
2: oh, right, but well, that, 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 that constructive constructively, I'm not saying go against go against the grain to to be an ass. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 constructive. It's 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 like you know, this is where I have a concern, this is where I see risk, or whatever, and you have an open dialogue, it's all respectful, it's not like, no, you know, I'm not going in and, and telling my bosses that they're idiots or anything like that, it's, um, it's always, it's always with the intent of getting a better result, That that's, that's it, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Awesome. From here, from being a sales team leader to starting to invest in real estate, what were the other steps?
2: That was, a, that was completely by accident. What happened was I bought a, I bought a unit near the, uh, near the beach in Sydney, and it went up. The Sydney housing market went mad
1: about uh, probably 12, 13 years ago.
2: Something like that, and I and I so I bought this unit. It went up in value, and my broker and I wanted to buy a house in a different area of Sydney, a three-bed house. And so I said, I oh, you know I need to sell this unit and uh, to you know to uh, get the liquidity to buy this one. He said, well, you can do both, and he taught me how to because you you, you get the income from the rent that can go towards and all this stuff. And he just laid it all out for me, so I ended up you know buying the other buying this house, but keeping the unit and renting it out and Then I did the same thing a couple of years later, so I bought another nicer house in Sydney and kept the other house and that unit and then I leveraged from that and bought some units north and sat, uh, bought a house south and so I just started accumul you know it, it's it's that stupid thing of um I guess it's the rich get richer, I guess, but I was never rich. It was all like there's, there was, there's mortgages against these copies, you know, but they just went up a lot.
0: It was good. So you played it like a Monopoly game where you buy, start with one and keep selling and expanding. And did you build a, build a hotel?
2: If, 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 if I played it like Monopoly, I would have been wearing this, going into the bank and taking all the cash. That's, <laughs> That's how I used to play monopoly, but no, it was it was it was luck. There was no there was no talent in it. I mean, I started to look at data around the best places to uh, start purchasing in terms of property, and I had it all mixed up. I was I was buying for capital gains, you know, for the house to go up. Where you want to buy is in low income areas, um, where the rent can go up quickly, and they never leave. Um, you just got distracted by a fly, Tanmay.
0: Sorry.
1: You got distracted by a fly just then.
0: I still did not understand. Tags by a fly. <laughs> you got distracted by a fly. <laughs> no, it wasn't a fly. What was it? <laughs> okay, let me do. No, 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 this. no, no. That,
2: don't edit that out. Listen, what? Why do they? Why do they call a fly? Fly, no, why? Why?
1: Why do flies have wings to fly? <laughs> because if I didn't have wings, they'd be called a walk.
0: <laughs> so we should be called a walk.
2: <laughs> that's one of yours, that's for you, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, no, it wasn't a fly. My AC stopped working, so I was checking out why is it? I just why, why does that keep getting hot? <laughs> And uh, it's very hot in India. I believe it's cold in Australia right now. So, yeah, that's Look, why this, you're very...
2: Hmm? It is hot in here. It's hot in here. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to have to take this off soon because I'm, I can feel myself getting hot underneath it. <laughs> how,
3: how
2: much okay. longer have I got to do How much longer are we doing this for, Tenme? <laughs> You'll know. Edit,
0: you're not editing
2: any of this out, are you? No. <laughs> Good. How much longer have we got?
0: Uh, hour? we have got one and a half.
2: Yeah,
0: one and a half. Hour.
2: Okay, cool. So, t- t- tell me when I can you have a quick beer.
0: Yeah, you can have now. Go. Yeah.
2: ahead. No, I, I, I haven't finished this yet. I'll, I'll give you a, a, I'll give another ten okay. minutes. All right. So, what we what we talk? Well, I was talking about something really important. You got distracted by the AC, and then we start talking about
1: flies. So you're
2: the host. What, what? 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 Where? Where were we?
0: Okay. So. I want to pull back the conversation too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think hey, you should hey. remove the... Hey
1: mate, this is, this is better than uh, Kato, isn't it?
0: Uh-huh. Is it? Yeah. What about? <laughs> the Putting the sock on is better than Kato's? <laughs> no, just content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has got mm-hmm. many. It's this one is very colorful. That's what I would say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when you, what did you do before the sales and the real estate, or did you keep doing the sales, even after you became an investor?
2: Yeah, yeah. That was that, yeah. I was I I was never unemployed. That was the stuff I was doing to try and accumulate some wealth but my passion was, it was sales. I was really obsessed with sales and um, having persuasive conversation, but also the the competition of it. I loved I loved being the best at something. i would never really done that before. And and seeing your name at the top of the league table, it sounds so silly, but I really bought into it. I loved it. And I didn't want to be top, like, top of the sales team, fine. Top of the floor, fine. Top of the company, that's better top of the country you know like i, I was i was like a, i was an animal really but that that dies with age you know the competition starts to wear out you know um and that's definitely what happened to me and and and, and my interest became more about uh the people i worked with rather than the people external so it's all sales But rather than selling to external clients, I'm now selling an ideology or a philosophy or coaching, you know, to a group of people whose careers are kind of in my hands. And that really excited me when I started looking at it like that. Mm. It really excited me. Like I can, you can change people's lives if you do it really well.
0: So you became a coach within the organization in the process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I started coaching people really quite
2: early, but became more obsessive about it. (laughs) Not obsessive, but really passionate about it. Um, Probably
1: in my early 30s, I reckon.
0: So did you become an independent consultant or did you continue in the sales business and did the consultancy on the side? No, there's no
2: consultancy. I was I was I was doing this within the business. So if I was uh, leading a sales team, I'd just spent a lot of my time coaching them. But it's when I started to yeah, you know, as with anything, right? Your 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 area of influence is own is limited really to to the the people that you have direct influence over. You can have indirect influence over uh, your peers and seniors and other people in the business, but direct influence is really contingent on how many people, the business will trust under your influence. So as that got bigger, my, you know, my coaching became more important because there were, you know, it's like,
1: if you can, if you can get senior in a company,
2: like if you can get to a senior level in a company and, uh, and you're, you're good at it, then they've got one good staff member in you, right? But if you can, if you can get it in your head to, to try and replicate or help other people to, 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 to come at their own version of that level, um, it's not an ego thing, it's the opposite of that really, it's, it's a humility thing I think, but the, 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 the commercial difference that makes if you can create a sales team or a powerhouse sales team and editorial, you know um, all the other components, production that goes with it, but to perform at the levels that you sort of set for yourself, it's it's huge, it's massive the difference it makes. So so my because I'm not I'm not I'm not that smart really. So like to, when you run a bu- when you're running a business at, at, at one of these big corporations. The PNL is huge. Uh, the, the volume of strategy documents is huge. The presenting to, to board level and and all of these things is big, and you have to know the business inside and out. Everything, you know, from oh, from like how many copies weren't delivered to this particular petrol station in this area. And, you know, when you're covering multiple states of Australia, which is like the size of Europe, and um, and so I figured, well, I'd, I'm never going to get my head around that stuff because I'm just not smart enough to, my brain's not big enough to hold all this shit. So I figured, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to trust myself to build the best possible commercial business and produce the best number, the best results. And if I do that, they're not going to ask me any of these questions. They'll be asking sad sack down the street who's not getting the numbers because they want to apply pressure. That was that was my approach to it really, and it was a shortcut, but it worked. You know, we 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 mm. we we put we put the best numbers up, and instead of getting a bollocking, we was on a yacht somewhere. Or, do you know what I mean? So
0: you wanted to become the best in your field, and you also wanted other people whom you were motivating or encouraging or helping them solve the problem, so that they could become the best versions of themselves.
2: Wow. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I used to think when I when I first went to sales and I, and I made my first big deal. I think it was about half a million pounds to a streetlight company in England, and I and yeah. I thought this is the, this this what this, company? This, oh, it's some you know like streetlights, you street know like the, okay. like lamp things, right? And and I I thought at the time like, this is this is it. This is the t-, you know I'll never beat this. And and then selling big double page spreads for forty grand or you know fifty grand or whatever and doing million dollar deals like it was not it, it 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 was it was I loved it at the time but nothing came close to uh, seeing an employee come into the business kind of rough around the edges you know w- with a great attitude but rough around the edges and that's that's what I cared about was the the attitude the drive everything else can be taught. I, I used to say this like I can't teach you to pick up the phone. That's the only you thing can't teach has to be, to? I can't teach you to pick up the phone. Mm. you know the hustle if you don't have the hustle I I can't help you, but if you can show me you got hustle, I can do all the other stuff I can help coach all the other stuff into you um but some some people are uncoachable, but the the feeling I get I used to get watching a staff member work through. You know, from from me recruiting them to them getting promoted, then I promote them again, then they've got a team, and then the then the business recognises them with awards, they have big sales uh, pay rise bonus. That, that 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 was a better feeling than closing any any deal I've ever closed, seeing seeing those things happen to real people. Um I loved it. I I love that feeling.
0: Do you are you still into the sales well, the, stuff, the the
2: the the work I do with with artists, you know, with my my high performance program is really centered around sales. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm not if I if I'm not helping them sell more
0: art uh, than before they worked with me, then I'm not I'm not much use. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we so. are going to dive dive into specific questions on that. Uh, just that- one thing to clarify: what were you do? What did you do before mm-hmm. NFTs? Before um,
2: I was I I was in news corp. I was in newspapers. I was at news corp okay. news with newspapers. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Now, now coming to the high performance, we all know um, you have it in your bio, and you're always trying to help out artists and everybody to improve their high performance. So, starting from the basics, what do you mean by high performance?
1: Um. Well, what what I mean by it is really. Um, guess that's a good question. It's
2: really the 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 approach is is the approach and the mindset of an individual to to achieve the very best in a in a tight vertical niche area. So, by high performer, I'm talking about the the
1: the the theory around it is on the framework of the best performers in the world. And they could be politicians, they could be athletes, they could be CEOs, you know, and so on.
2: But across those people, and there's 300,000 interviews done on these types of individuals, there are characteristics and traits that are common in all of them. Whether it's Nelson Mandela, Usain Bolt, you know, is that they have the same characteristics and approach to their work um so that's kind of what I mean by high performance is 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 behaving in the way that those types of people behave
0: so could you say high performance is reaching your goals within a shorter period of time
1: uh, not not necessarily that
2: it's more um the it's more the approach you take to work, and uh, and and the discipline involved. You know, it's like there's no there's no excuse narrative. There's there's no. Uh, but the market's gone to shit. I was going to sell my art. I wanted to sell two pieces this month, but the market's gone to shit. Well, the artist equivalent of a Usain Bolt sells two pieces. They don't even know the market shit. They have no focus on that. They don't even hear any of that. They're so focused and so wired in to what they're looking to achieve that 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 the market conditions don't they, they don't come across the table. And it's that it's that attitude and mindset that I you know I, I I I try to impart upon others. And of course there's of course there's business strategy and you know and things that go along with it. But it starts with the the head and how you, how you view things.
0: You mentioned that that urge has to come within. You cannot teach somebody to lift the phone to call. How do you think will... I mean, this is an attitude change, right? Even for the artist to change his mindset from depending on market to having that focus is change in attitude. How do you think to achieve that? Or
2: You can change it. It's, so so be, people have basic belief systems in their head, and they and they they can be really really real right really real um but if if you have the right dialogue um and the person is open to discussion, then you can dislodge that belief system so an example might be uh I don't know i sold I sold a hundred pieces of art last year right. How am I ever going to sell 400 this year? I only sold 100 last year. And then, and then you, you know, you you sort of talk them through the process of all the, all the, all the strategy or structure that you can put under it, and 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 the fact that you could probably work four times harder if you had to, if if it meant getting your family out of a prison in a bunker somewhere, you could probably find a way to do it. So it's unlocking that part of you, and. You know, and and going for it with 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 no excuse is, it's, you know, I think I think if people get themselves in the mindset of,
1: I'm not I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm going to self evaluate myself every
2: day. But the evaluation is not going to be on how busy I am, but it but how productive I am, and and what have I done today that's got me closer to the 400 pieces of art needs selling. And then, and then give yourself a score and do it every day and, and then and then say, well, what needs to change tomorrow to, to get a better score? What do I need to rule out and what do I need to put a tick against to do to get a better result tomorrow? And then apply it. it, it, it that, that in a nutshell is you know, it's the 1% thing, isn't it, of just improving by a percent. Um, and it's true. There's, there, there is a way to do it. You know, if, 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 if it came to life or death, you'd sell the piece of art.
0: Mm. so taking a moment taking a strongest desire it may be it may be out of fear or it may be out of love and channelizing that to achieve your goals is that the like discovering that thing and then pushing yourself to achieve your goals from there is this the formula one
2: part of it but there's a bunch of parts to it. It's it's having the right circumstances, having the right environment, is really important. So if you think if you think how people adjust to their circumstances, right, and, and agree that human beings do adjust to their circumstances, it's like um, it's like at the World Cup. You know, footballers play the best football of their lives. Or the 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 the, uh, the however, how long do the Olympics go for? Three weeks. There's more records broken in that three weeks. That at any point in the four years, in between the next three weeks, when they all get broken again, why is that? Why do why do athletes suddenly produce world record scores or times in that three weeks, but not at any other point in a four year period? The reason is because they're in an environment that is conducive to bring out the very best in them as a, as a, as, a, as an athlete. So by mimicking those circumstances into any any field you're in you can stimulate a better result for yourself.
0: So if you take an example, an artist, you're talking about 100 sales last year and 400 this year. There are many struggling artists who haven't had any single sale in the past six months or few sales in the past whole year. And they are they may or may not be into uh, that situation or circumstances as you're talking about. They are somewhere in, in a remote place or they it, there's not a lot of encouragement around them. For this artist, what would you suggest, or how would you start working with them?
2: I think well, it's a lot. A lot of it, as I say, is in the head. It's mindset, and your your audience is going to listen to this, and 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 their response will be, "I'm an artist. I should not I don't need to sell. I don't. I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to sell my art. It will find the right collector. Uh, it speaks to itself." All this, all this stuff you hear, and it's true. Like if you've got a really solid brand, and you're established, and the brand is consistent, and you've got credit in in the in the world of Web three, of course it will sell. But but you need to build that brand. So it's it's a multi faceted thing. It's not just one one area. So so for an artist like that you just described, I would I would talk I would talk more to them about what their what their brand identity is for themselves. And how how are they how are they putting that out there? How are they reflecting that brand in every tweet they send, in every conversation they have, in every space they speak in, you know, in every description of their art, everything? How is that brand correlating to the, to the words that are being said? Um, you know, and 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 there might be some minds, there might be some psychology stuff in there as well that some 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 belief, you know, if 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 the narrative in the head is I can't sell any work because all the collectors have left. That's a belief system, which is false and needs to be dislodged and replaced with a new belief system, which is the collectors haven't left. I just haven't connected with them. So now I you've just got, now you've,
0: Collectors haven't, haven't left. I, and what is the half second half the, the statement?
2: The, the collectors haven't left. I just haven't connected with them. And so, so now you've identified, identified the problem. And you know what the solution is, well identify who they are and connect.
0: But isn't that true, like looking at numbers and how many sales that is pretty evident, you no, know, in Web3 on Foundation, on Super Rare, we can just go and see how many sales have happened throughout the day or in the past month. That number is significantly less than what it was many months ago.
2: Absolutely. And but that's true that's that the same can be said for every industry that's ever been created. There's been dips. There's there's dips in the automotive trade, in retail, in property, in in everything. You know, in travel. I think how travel was affected through COVID. Do you think Do you think the CEO of of, of uh, Do you think Richard Branson or whatever, like the biggest person in in aircraft, Boeing, was sat there going, um,
1: "But no one, no one wants to fly anymore. Shut the doors." Of
2: course, they didn't. They, they 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 pushed even harder. They built a, built a narrative around um, domestic travel when the when the bubble got reduced, or you could travel to certain areas. They doubled down on their marketing spend and their activity. It's it, having having dips in a market isn't unique to artists and and Web three. It happens in every industry, and and the people that survive it and act in the right way when it's in these downturns reap massive benefits when it comes back huge benefits. It's it's the single quickest way to take market share is to be is to double your activity when there's a recession. And then when and then when the recession is overcome, the the market comes back and your market share increases because all of your competitors haven't done that and they pay the price.
0: So doubling down on your efforts and doing more tweets. For example, you start doing more tweets in a better way. But then how do you, that is being busy, right? You spend a whole day in just marketing yourself and created less of the artwork. And you don't know who has heard it or if somebody is responding or no. You're not seeing the engagement in the analytics. How do you measure your progress? You said don't measure your busyness, right? You measure your productivity and performance. How would you assess that in these scenarios?
2: Brilliant, brilliant question. Not for one minute am I suggesting you sit behind your desk tweeting all day, by the way. Um, but that is a that is a measure. So, I so, so you start with like your, you know, what do you want to achieve?
0: That's what the do you peak. want to
2: do? What, 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 what are you here for? What do you want to, what do you want to accomplish? Right. And it's, and it's probably going to be, um, an amount of ease generated, right? So, that's that's the top thing, that's number one. And then beneath that, are a set of KPIs, like key performance indicators, that you have to abide by to, to make that goal become a reality. And some of them have a direct correlation to it. Things like um minting work, produce, producing a cohesive, beautiful collection with a with a good description, uh high quality, minted, like that has a direct relationship to Generating ETH, right? Because you're producing the product that needs to be sold to get there. A, a, a less, a, 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 an indirect KPI is the amount of collectors you're speaking to every week, right? And that's that. that you're, you may not get a sale from that, but you're you're generating a network of individuals who know who you are and are now familiar with your work. So they're getting they're, they're now closer to buying than the week before you didn't speak to them. And you track that, you manage your relationships, and you're constantly looking to go from zero through to 10 in terms of your relationship status with those collectors. And you're collecting data along the way. This person loves Pixar style art. This this person only buys editions or, you know, whatever it is. And you're collecting all of this. Um, So... You know, it's 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 not a single thing. It's a it's a number of different things that you want to be doing and but 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 doing them really like you know, religiously and commit to them. Um but it's not it's not a spray and a prey approach either. You you want to have it's an awareness of the like a spray and pray, you know, it's not it it's like um it's like starting a task without being consciously aware. Of what the outcome of that task you want to have. What is what is the desired outcome? Be aware of that before you start, because if there isn't one, there's every chance that task is useless and could be spent. That time could be spent on something much more um, productive for your number one
0: goal. About goal setting, do you think only having that X amount of ETH, 5 ETH, 10 ETH Twenty-eighth, is that the main objective or can there be other goals also well give me an example of
1: another goal
0: For producing nep, producing x amount of works this is second one third one could be i don't mint any but at least have spent half an hour one hour or few hours every day in creating an artwork or in a week i spend one day one full day in creating artwork so either consistency either earning that X amount of money, either uh, having X amount of artworks minted or either X amount of like, collectors interacted with or even fifth one, which many people give importance to is X number of followers on social media. What do you think about okay. these goals and what is the right goal to have or no, Or is there any other goal which I've skipped out from these?
2: They're not goals. They're measures. I think they're measures that get you to your goal. Because if I keep asking you, why, why do you, why do you want to mint more work? Why? Why is that an achievement? If 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 you, if you, if you say the goal is to mint, what was that first one you said? Mint.
0: Mint. Mint works. NPC. Second is consistency. Doing one work every day, like people. Or whatever consistency you decide—one whole day in a week, or three hours a day—the consistency yeah. aspect. The why? Yeah.
2: the The, re, the reason is that, they eventually you'll get to well, because then I can, oh, oh, my my profile will be bigger, more people will be attracted to me, and I'll sell more work. Which, which, which is which is the relationship to the number one goal. So that should always be the goal—is the end result. The reason you do anything as far as minting work. And any artist that says, I don't do this for the money, I, I do it for the connections or the friendship or or for the culture. You can have my wallet address now and just send me the work. If it's nothing to do with money, let, let's put that put that theory to the test. And you can publish my wallet address in the description of this video. And anybody that ever says that, tell them to send all their work to that address.
0: <laughs> So, if not for the money, people has been doing everyday artworks in sixteen years, every single day, and in his talks or in his whatever he's saying, it never occurs that he's doing it for money. Yeah, and that's totally fair.
2: So, so, there may be there may be reasons outside that you're doing it for peace of mind, or as part of meditation, or something like that. But that's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the artists that are in this space to either. Work less hours IRL in the job that they hate or become full-time, you know, artists, whatever you want to call it. If, you, if, 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 you're, if the desired outcome from your art is to feel more relaxed, I've got no bones about that whatsoever. Of course, I'd go for it. But
1: if you're minting things on the blockchain, you're not minting those things on the blockchain to gain inner peace.
2: It hasn't been around longer
0: than Ethereum. Why not? People can just mint it so that it survives the test of time, that it is in the gallery with nobody having the rights or permission to take it down. Those are the fundamentals of Web3, right? Somebody might be just minting for it to be historic. And because it's digital, he wants it to survive uh, throughout the time immemorial. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
2: that's, that's fair. I agree with that. I should I should rephrase it then, mint it and put a price on it. <laughs> you know, and you're absolutely right. There's things that there's things that are mint on the blockchain just for um family history reasons, things like that, you know. So I don't disagree with you, but um I think it's I think it's um I don't know. I I don't think it's genuine but if you're minting artwork on the blockchain and you're active in web three, the outcome you want is to sell work. You know, you want to sell more work, and I, and the thing
1: that the the the, the 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 very fact that we're having this
2: sort of discussion is one of the one of the inhibitors. It's like artists, and I know this is a general view, and people get upset at things, but in general, talking about money and sales it feels like an ugly thing to say as an artist. I, and I don't understand why. You should be unapologetically trying to get as much ETH as humanly possible because the gifts that you have, the talent that, that these these people have, yourself included, are
1: are so, they're so beyond me. I, I have no comprehension
2: of how you do this stuff. and And so for me, it's, why wouldn't you want to be, why would you not want to trade that talent commoditize it and trade it for eth and and why would you be embarrassed or shy or
0: or coy about it
1: is There's a no problem
0: i don't think people are necessarily sad about selling it or shilling it because they they come on the spaces and talk about it right people wouldn't have talked or spoken or even shared their work if that was the case and that was with the case with me like before nfts i, I didn't even show my art to anybody it wasn't it wasn't there on the it wasn't there on instagram it wasn't there on facebook or any other method like that so it was um, and then after nft I started sharing it and that's that's oh. there it is <laughs> so you got a backup you annoyed me so i got i got really hot don't if can so why don't you just remove it oh
2: Sorry about that. Um, Why don't you just do no, yeah, no, it? I, I will for the last half hour. Any anybody that sticks around for the last half hour can get <laughs> to uh, get themselves <laughs> That's all a moist.
0: Good
2: strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get to see. Um, have you ever seen the Elephant Man?
1: No. Have you not, Elephant you Man? Mean, the Elephant Man.
0: No. He had a bag on his head. Is, is it a movie?
1: John John Elphick or something, something like that.
0: Okay, I'll check it My out.
1: My name is John Derek, something like that. Oh God,
2: that'll get I'll get canned for that.
0: All right, pulling back the conversation to artists and what goals should be kept in life, because this is not just about artists, right? This is for everybody, all entrepreneurs out there how do you find what is your main goal or what do you want to do in uh, next period of time? Because it is nerve-wracking or very frustrating if you keep too high goals and you're not able to achieve it. Grant Gordon in his book has many times mentioned it that whatever your goal you have, you multiply it by 10 and have a 10x goal. Have the goals high, but also take 10x action, like take massive actions of increasing it but many times there's a lot of dis. Uh, what do you say? Disappointment, frustration that comes if you don't meet those goals. Like in one of the previous spaces we we're talking, and you mentioned about having target of one eat or two eat every month for X number of months. But it doesn't happen that way, right? Sometimes you just have takes so many efforts, and um, it 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 is very difficult. Then that propels you into sort of negativity. It could. some people or some people not how how to be ambitious how to have big goals and still be at the top of your game every time you're doing it what do you think
2: well i think i think firstly um if you set if you set an easy goal and then celebrate when you hit it it's meaningless and you know that inside yourself if you set an easy goal so it's boiling. Hang, Hang on.
1: on, you're gonna get an early preview. All right. fluffy <laughs> hair. That's right. Um, yeah. Can you hear me, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: So, so in order to hit a really aggressive goal, you've got to be you've got to be on top performance, don't you? you know what I mean, so it's it's kind of part and parcel of it. And and look, the other thing to mention here. Is that um, not every not everyone's going to be a high performer just by definition? Most people aren't. This all we're all going to make it is 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 the most bollocks thing you could ever hear. Most people are not going to make it. Like probably ninety eight percent of people aren't going to make it. That that's that start trying to make a living out of it. I don't know what the stats are, but it's it's enormously like difficult. That's that's why that's why I've, Find you also like fascinating and interesting because it's a skill that not many people have. And I think, so, to so answer your question, one, one of the things I see a lot of is people starting to doubt their talent or doubt their place in the market. Um, and they're looking at their peers and things, which is a good thing to do. You know, looking at your peers is a good thing to do, it's a good measure. But you need perspective. If you're, you're, you're surrounded by the best artists on the planet. It's okay sometimes to see somebody whose work you go oh, I could never create that. Well of, of course the chances are that's going to happen. You're surrounded by the best people in the world. So get some perspective and go to go down to the local art fair on a weekend and have a look at what the are selling. And and r- recognize just how good you are,
1: you know? Mm.
0: You said 98% of our people are not going to make it, 96%. No, no. <laughs>
2: don't get hung up
0: on that. I'm... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having a question related to that because I was reading a book on Seth Godin. He talked, his book is called Quit, and he talks about these things. If, if you think you're going to make it and you're at a curve which is going to bounce back, you just keep going and doing it and double down, as you were saying before. But if there's a slight chance that you don't think it is going to happen or that industry is closing down or something is it is out of the way out of its going away then get out of it immediately and quit immediately so how do you identify this which position i
2: completely, is I completely agree with 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 that if it's, it's a, high, a high performer they don't buy into the butt narrative they don't do that that's like i said they, they wouldn't even notice this distraction of the market they're so focused on what they're doing. If you said to them, "Do you know that the, the volume of NFT sales is eighty percent down since January?" They go, "I don't give a shit. Like, now get out of my studio. I'm painting a goat or whatever it is they're doing, you know." Um, so they they, they they don't they don't buy into that narrative. They're too busy on their own course. It's like I always use Usain Bolt because I think he's the most universally recognized person you know i know you someone from football that no one's heard of um but usain bolt like can you imagine the mindset that that guy has to basically like his years and years practicing every single morning comes down to less than 10 seconds at an event i think of think of the mental strength you'd have to have to to put all of those hours of practice in and training and eating the right things, go to bed at the right times, all of this stuff, and then it comes down to the day, and it's all over, literally in a few blinks of an eye, and then and then and then he sets that world record, and he goes out and parties and goes nuts and rewards himself, but less than a few days later, he's immediately saying, how can I beat my own time? How can I get off the starter track just a slight second quicker? That's the mentality of, you know, of a high performer.
0: I couldn't agree more with you. Spending four years or even whole lifetime just to improve on your seconds day in and day out. My brother is an athlete. I, I have been through his trainings and all that. Trying so hard without having a gratification. Like at least at NFTs, we have a gratification when we have had sale, sales in a day or in a week or in a month. we We will feel good if they have had sales. But... In those cases, in in the case of athlete, it's not that case. You have to wait so many hours, hustle so hard. And even then, you're competing with the other person's preparation. It's not that particular day, but it's the whole preparation that even the other person is doing. People give examples of LeBron James that one, one of the athletes had gone to basketball court and he was seeing LeBron practicing there even before he came in. And he was practicing even after he had gone or even he was when he was trying to leave. So sports people, even scientists, I, I even appreciate scientists for this because they keep on trying and experimenting and discovering and researching without finding a single positive or anything to drive them ahead for so many years. Like I want to reach a state of mind where I am doing a work without... Without having any expectation or looking into the future, or as Elon Musk says, it uh, failure is a probability. So he's not really going, or he says that he's he's neither an optimist or pessimist. He just wants to do it for its the the thing itself, the sake of itself, and going it and doing these things ahead. So, uh, what are your thoughts? I
2: mean the the science, the science thing. Is is so spot on because they spend their lives trying to disprove themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like they come up with a hypothesis and then and then they the most of their work is to, to try and prove that it's wrong. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's so anti, but um, but it's brilliant. You know, um, yeah, I I, I agree with I, I agree with what you're saying. I I think that it's important because I, I, what I'm getting from hearing you speak is that this notion of success and failure and if you set this kind of ETH target the fear of failure and you know falling short and and it takes the joy out of the work things like this and i just want to touch on that because that's not the message here like that's not what i'm trying to get you know i don't want people feeling like they're in a factory churning out art to sell
0: exactly you know that i just want to elaborate it felt like that you know when the market is booming you feel like it's a commodity, or like you're just manufacturing it again and again, quicker and quicker, faster and faster, like a factory. The art gets out of it, and it's more of a production mindset that comes in, and then the sales, and then reaching that target. So yeah, just adding yeah, on to yeah. what you're saying.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. But think, 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 think what you've done in the space. You know, you're you're an artist and a good artist, um, but you're but you've 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 leveraged. A, a position of leadership right you've, you've i mean you've got probably the the most popular NFT collector on the planet speaking to you right now right and you don't get you, you don't get to book people like me how many people did you have to speak to before you got to me like a, a dozen right before you could book me three um, dozens four <laughs> dozens
3: <laughs> yeah
2: but, but but you but you've got this space and i when I first started coming into your spaces, um I immediately was drawn to you like i find I, I love you mate you know your jokes are awful, but I think that's part I think you know they're awful and that's part of the joke that it annoys people it annoys me but anyway, my point is is that you are you, you have a brand that is much broader than an artist you are you are a web three i don't want to say influencer, but you are a leader you're a leader in in that community um and and uh, and I think you do a great job. You know, with, with those things that outside of the work. And I think that's really important that, that people can take pleasure from other areas when, when one thing falls down. You know, you don't want to be overly reliant on, on ETH coming from one source. You know, you want to, you want to have income coming from as many sources as possible, but you also want to derive joy and pleasure from as many sources as possible. Because if it's coming from one place and that thing goes like a woman or, you know or, or or a partner or uh, a job or whatever then you're you you're in a real difficult position um so I th- and i think that's something i'm trying i'm learning myself you know is to is to is, is, to, is to balance those things I've, I've i've spent my entire life um focused on the attainment of goals in co- in a corporate environment and so so i'm 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 learning to uh i find pleasure in in things that aren't tied to a result you know and obviously you'd know music is a big part of that but it's 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 it's, it's a proper learning it's a real you know so it's, it's, it's a journey i know that's cliche but it really is
0: you know i have this question to just complete the loop of the discussion we had started about high performance and goals about ETH, setting your goals with ETH and sale. So, when you think of it that way, ETH is money, right? Isn't it? So, there can be more, more, many more ways of getting money. So, if somebody is not earning quickly money, money in art, he might want to go somewhere else and earn money. That's how most of the artists, I mean, wannabe or most of the people who are attracted to be an NFT artist is because of. Uh, the quick money it was making in 2021 and exponentially unbelievable money. Even for the collectors, it's the same thing. And many of those people are not there because the the thing which was driving them wasn't art. It was the sales aspect of it. So considering this aspect, and of course, it is important for an artist. Sales is important for their livelihood. What would you suggest the our artist community? For going ahead in these times, or to for 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 themselves to be a high performer
2: I think it's different like if if you focus on a, the NFT world it's really um like I said before is doubling down your activity and networking and and um making as many contacts as possible getting getting your brand as established as possible for when the good times come back but from a business stance i, I think you know, I I advise anyone I'm working with we, we need to uh, find other revenue streams. So selling prints is an obvious example to that. But monetizing your talent in other ways. You know, if you if you if you're if you're if you're particularly good at a certain niche of photography or whatever it is, animation, then you know then build out modules or classes or uh or or discord or community where you can where you can help elevate others and you know and educate you could do it in a space you could do on discord you could do on youtube tutorials things like that um and all of those things help to you know they help lift other people but they also help establish your brand as as an authority on a certain area of art rather than Rather than you know just a contributor to it, and that authority gives you credibility, and credibility overcomes a lot of sales objections. You know, trust, trust, and credibility are, are big things when with with sales.
0: Amazing! Uh, I'll put a bookmark to this. You can keep coming. I'll be put as a clip. Also, all these highlights of the show. So do follow the clips playlist. All right. Can, can you can you can you put a clip,
2: Tanmay? Can you put a clip in when you got distracted by the AC?
0: <laughs> that. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I have to decide oh, if it oh, has man. to be a part of this episode or not. <laughs> but on popular demand, if it is not, and if you're seeing this and if you want it, I'll put it as a special clip. Do comment. Okay. I'll retweet. I'll,
2: re- I'll retweet. Quote tweet. Whatever it takes.
0: Thanks. All right. One question again on this high performance, in your career of uh, taking, teaching so many people under you or making them reach their full potential, what was the most challenging project and how did you go about achieving, it, it, having success it, in it?
2: Yeah, it's not really in, in the art world, like when, when you say so many... Artist is pretty limited. You know, no, I'm not talking about art.
0: I'm talking about your whole general, journey yeah. in sales um, throughout the years and coming here. Yeah,
2: um, It's probably the ones that I kind of, I see something in them. So I used to do recruiting. Like I, I used to quite enjoy recruiting because um, it's it's a bit of a gamble. It's a bit of a test on your... EQ and your read of someone, so I used to like to see, you know, how many how many gems you you get right, you know, uh, and I used to recruit really quickly. Like I'd have, I'd have people in in out in ten minutes or or less sometimes. um But it was it was ones where there was a guy I won't say the name, but there was a guy who came to me and they hadn't really like they hadn't really sold too much, but they had. I think they were in real estate from memory. I think they might have been in real estate and they came like, and they, they were so driven. They had so much enthusiasm for the job. They knew about the business, the company. Um, they asked good questions. They took notes, you know, all the, all the signs. So I brought them in and immediately clashed with the manager. So I had to deal with that. And they were, they they were just rough, you know, they weren't polished. They didn't know how to handle themselves in a corporate structure. You know, you can't, you can't behave in certain ways. Anyway, I, I, I I worked personally with this person because the manager was sort of going in, you know, changing. We were changing managers and leadership a lot. And so I was working more personally with this person and they, they ended up being like a really top performer, a really top performer in a declining market um and uh and, and got some good promotions. you know i think i, I think seeing that and, do, and 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 helping helping someone become established in a stuffy sort of corporation when they're really not a, not a street kid but do you know what i mean like really uh rough you know to become a, a really polished professional earning good money and being respected i i i love I really love it. I love I love seeing that. It was uh, I think he was I think he might have been Turkish. I
1: can't remember, but really lovely guy.
0: So, what was the main challenge with them, and how did you overcome that?
2: Um, well, It's it's not really about talking to them. It's about listening to them. So you break down the issue. You know what occurred here, what happened here. What would you do differently if you could do it again? It's a lot of it's reflection, you know, and holding it up. And and if that if, if you come from a place of uh genuine curiosity and they can see that your intentions are, are genuine, that you're on their side, and and that there is no judgment, it, it's um it's disarming. And it allows it allows the person opposite you to really Kind of be vulnerable and honest about whatever's taken place. And once you know, once, once you've got that real genuine answer, that's when you can start talking about, you know, what the, what the different methods of dealing with that might be. But the, but the, 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 the upfront bit is where, where the magic happens, you know? Um, a lot, a, a lot of, a lot of senior leadership, like, particularly with people, is really, th- um, therapy. It's really counseling.
1: You know, I feel like, and I, and yeah, it's it's a bit like that.
0: Awesome, listening is very important to bring out the best in the person. Thank you. All right, now to the next section. What, what, by what name do do people know you on LinkedIn? Instagram. H chip. <laughs> yes, he looked. Okay. So how? H-
1: Sorry. I think it's H chip. Have you have you looked
0: yourself? I think it's H chip. No. I, hey, I thought it was just a made-up name for Twitter, so I was just wanting to reconfirm. No, that's that's uh...
2: not my name. Yeah, my name's not H chip. <laughs> my name's not H chip.
0: Have you have you made a brand that even on LinkedIn people recognize you as a chip?
1: Yeah, my profile picture is David Bowie.
0: Okay.
2: Um Yeah, I just I slowly changed. Oh, it might not be actually. It might be that Victor Herbert Bowie. I don't know if you've seen that one. But it's like a round face. Do you know? Uh
0: What name would you search on LinkedIn?
1: Let me have a look. Yeah, it's... A, oh, no, it's not chip. It's a round... It's a round face.
0: You know, oh. you, we cannot...
2: <laughs> I've got distracted. i got distracted.
0: We cannot run reverse check on LinkedIn, my friend. you got to tell us the name. Or give us... My name a... on...
2: My name on LinkedIn is Hayden Reed. Hayden surname Reed R W E D, and the P F P is you know the uh, what are they called the originals or the the, ordinate what are they called that P F P project?
0: P F P projects right ten thousand collectibles and which ones? Oh, what is it?
1: No the originals
2: wasn't it? What are they called?
0: Uh, crypto bunks.
2: No, 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 no. It's, uh, I can't remember, but it's one of those okay. with the David Bowie
0: lightning thing on it. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. All right. So talking about David Bowie, we have got, i done a contest on Twitter to give a shout out for a good question that comes from the audience for Ed Chip. And the winner is Angel. Angel NFT Art asks, He's how Angel. did Ed Chip, huh? sorry? Who's Angel? Who's Angel? Angel NFT art with a purple-pink face. Let me share you on the screen. He asks, how come does a chip love David Bowie so much?
2: It reminds me of Angel. <laughs> no, I, do, you know what? do you know why I love David Bowie? Um, like I said to you, right? I'm a, I'm a genuine fan of, of, of what you guys are able to do. And mainly because I, I can't do it, right? I can't, there's, there's, I don't have that thing in me. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by the process. Like how, how does it, how does it arrive in your heads and then come out, you know, but I can't sort of thing. That really interests me. And what David Murray did was, he did He did it,
1: but then he screwed it all up, threw it in the bin, and then did
2: it again with a different style it's It's like it's the equivalent of a photographer throwing a camera at the wall and then sitting down at a computer and creating a Pixar movie, and then doing away with that, and then started doing stencil detailed sketches and then doing away with that you you know what I mean like it's uh what's going on here? Oh this 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 one on the top right,
1: that's the tattoo that I was looking at getting. Um but but it's um that's that's the equivalent of what David Bowie did in his career. What are you up to? on mute. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're not on mute. How professional are you? You muted
0: <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, yeah. This is the iconic picture of David Bowie that everybody knows. Why did, I mean, does this, this is an implant? What is this?
2: No, yeah, that's just, that's just something the artist has done. I don't know what it is. So, someone probably knows, but I don't.
0: Okay. So is this for a music cover album? What is the story behind this? Maybe,
2: maybe it's Regan. This is, this is the cover of Aladdin Sane. Um, mm yeah and the, the 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 lightning bolt is part of the character i mean he he had loads of different sort of i don't you call them pseudonyms but like characters um and this 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 was his is uh Ziggy stardust uh, period mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if you know about Ziggy but he was uh he was one of his characters, so that's what that is look at the hair though
1: look at the, look at the uh look at that hair at the back mm. And
0: ginger. <laughs> okay, I pulled up Angel. This is the person asking the question.
1: Where is that? I don't know. I don't
2: know them.
0: Okay, so I'm kidding,
2: Ranger man. Makes... I'm kidding. You. I'm I'm kidding you, Timmy. Of course, I know Angel. He's um. He's We're one of the nicest. Connection. He's 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 one he's one of the nicest. uh He's one of the nicest most caring people in the space actually. He he does a lot of joking around a bit like me. You know, he does a lot of uh taking the mick and things. But underneath that horrific hard um prickly surface, if you can get be- beyond that tragic state, there's actually a really soft, beautiful, mellow kind center. And uh I I regard him as a good friend.
0: You mentioned David Bowie, like reaching success and putting all that away and starting new with something completely different. Mm-hmm. Completely new style. So if we talk about that in terms of artist, that would be not sticking to one particular style, just creating everything new every time you create. Yeah,
1: yeah there's, there's a guy, oh God, I'm going to get annoyed now. What's his name?
0: okay you'll remember the name but what about him
1: he is he is he's he creates art of all different styles
0: Mm Hmm.
2: vibrations something vibrations isn't it Mm
0: Hmm. well i also do that here he is is.
2: negative vibrate uh negative vibrate he is so good Mm -hmm. he is so good man um yeah, I've I've got a few few pieces of his. I think I've got a few pieces, but he's capable of producing work of of so many different types. It's, it fascinates me. But I mean, I'm share? not comparing. How do I share in here?
0: Yeah, there's a share, shared screen option on on the screen in bottom center. Alright.
1: What? what I just screen, tell me. I will presentation. Oh, okay. Uh so go to Twitter and it's at negative. V I B R A T one.
0: Just type it in the chat box here. I'll just copy paste. Alligator. You know it's so cool, NFT artist is trending since a couple of days. It's very nice to see that on Twitter.
1: It he is here you go yeah he it is so as
0: as we're pulling um as I'm pulling the screen up, why don't we talk about your process of collecting art? you're a well established and very well known collector
1: My process do you know what it's really simple
2: um I've got certain artists that on a short list that I haven't acquired from yet, but there's not that many left like I've got pieces from most of them people I just think are sensational I and mean, then there's 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 others that are, that are at a lower cost, so that requires less uh
1: thought i guess um and if
2: I like it i buy it i i do I do very little research on on an artist um but if i get a feel, uh, but then to sort of contradict that, if I get to know an artist in the space and I really, I really feel them, I like their energy, I like, I like, you know, I like their, their chat,
1: then I'll, I'll buy from them as well.
2: Um, but there's, but there's, you, you, you meet, you meet undiscovered genius always as a collector. You find it everywhere. Like the talent, the talent in this space, it's uh, is extraordinary. Like I could list, yeah, you know, plenty of people that you would know, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a cesspit it's of talent.
1: So, how
0: do you, you know discover on? them?
1: Um,
2: well, once you get, once you get, once people think you're a collector, there's not much discovery required because everyone's, everyone's, everyone's around you. You know, you're, you're the, you're the good-looking chick. In a club, you know, so you don't have to do that, you don't have to go find it, it comes to you a lot of the time. But it's also referrals from other collectors, people like Dexter. Um, there's other collectors, you know, who I respect who put me in touch with people and give me, give me nods. You know, Paddy, shout out, Paddy, was he, he was brilliant to me when I first come in the space, he taught me so much. And Alan Bolton, he was really good to me early doors. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of people uh, that are really that really sort of get you going. Uh, all the Bloom crew, all of those guys are really decent people. They, and they were really helpful to me. It's just, the list goes on, really.
0: We have had two Bloom collective members on the show. So do check out Sean Wong and Ikki. Yeah. You can see the pop-up here.
2: Yeah I've I've seen I've seen, I've seen both of them and and there's a, there's a group that I'm in with them a group chat and why I, I don't go in there often but when I do it's normally I post a piece of work and ask for an artist critique you know to make sure and and they and they are always on it like these guys really know know their stuff um uh yeah and Sh- Sh- I heard from Shavon just the other day her that piece she shared with half the face it's just so good and Icky's work I've I've collected from both of those people Um,
1: Icky's Icky's yeah he's he's got a
2: he's got a mad mad way of kind of making you feel like you can touch the the art I feel like I can run my finger over the art and feel the surface and the textures and things Um,
1: yeah mad They're, they're, they're so 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 talented
0: oh now pulling in, negatives work, and also I've got your foundation here. So this is, is this your right handle? Because there were three edge chip accounts that popped up when I searched for it.
2: Yeah, no, uh, my, my OpenSea is the, is the proper one, but I've got about, I've got so many wallets. I don't know what that one is, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but there's work in there, so that's fine.
0: Do you recognise as these are your works?
2: Oh yeah, they are. Um, but my the, the way, where I, I I put my the work that not to discredit any of this work, but <laughs> people jump at me for that. But my
1: vault work is in uh, a wallet called H H Chip
2: ETH, I think, on OpenSea. Okay, or I H get... chip, it, it might be H chip with a one for the <laughs> I.
0: Okay, just share the link with me. Till then, on screen, I'm sharing the works of negative.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: pretty cool looping works. I really love the skateboard.
1: The
2: skateboard's cool, yeah. Um, that one on the bottom oh, the, the, keep going down there's one called Favela Swing or something that's the one that I wanted that's what got my attention to him
0: it must be on foundation I'll find out
1: uh,
3: yeah, okay just was.
0: share your link I'll try to do... oh he has got a... artstation account I think this is artstation is also very important to showcase your work, guys.
2: Why does OpenSea take an attorney to open a page?
0: I think it'll be still quicker than <laughs> uh, Super Air.
1: Okay, anyways. Still trying to find it. What
0: you said, um, you mentioned all these ways finding, looking at other, other collectors, the Bloom Collective folks and just people coming to you. You don't have to discover. You don't have to discover the artist. Um How was it initially?
2: Yeah that's what that's what I mean it was really difficult um but because I was fortunate I don't know how it happened but I got put in this chat group with some of the some of the coolest people in the space and um I don't know if they took pity on me or or what but they were really kind to me and they and they just they helped me you know they helped me enormously um uh and so it was really them. that they they helped me
1: they helped me uh a lot. But how, I've got did it. You, so,
0: how did you get into NFTs and Web3?
1: So um
2: a mate of mine who's a brilliant artist himself, um I been mean, I've been in crypto for eight for a while, so it was a natural thing really for me to get to. Um,
1: how
0: long have you been in crypto?
1: Uh since mid mid two thousand seventeen. Uh huh. think
2: um and then um and then that that the, the person i'm speaking about my mate um was into not you know he was talking about nfts and i'd obviously heard about them and i started getting into the Twitters and stuff um and he, me and him were sort of looking at it together and then we decided it's probably best to go alone because our approach was so different um and that's that's where i got started from um and and I love it, you know, it's uh, the, 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 the the people you meet. I had a conversation earlier today with a guy who does digital frames, um, Muse. They're called Muse. And I was just having a conversation with him and we're going to meet up next week and have a further chat. And it's like, it's, there's so many opportunities. i was speak, I'll, just this morning, I'm on the phone with someone who worked with Bowie for 10 years. And we're talking about this project, a collaboration project. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I love it. But, so
0: what brought you into cryptos yeah. in 2017? Investment and returns or because you were in sales and then real estate, how did you come to crypto? Never in
2: real estate, really. I just invested in it. But I I, I, I was managing uh, people and the best salespeople were younger. You know, when they're hungry and they're arrogant and they want to make a name for themselves, they got a chip on the shoulder, all this stuff. So I recruited a bunch of youngsters and they were all about Bitcoin and crypto and stuff and I didn't understand any of it because I'm old and things and then they talked to me about it and so then I just started chucking money at it Um and
1: now it's taken all my money and it's left me with nothing
0: <laughs> Do you regret it?
2: <laughs> no I don't. I don't really regret it. Like you know, I, I think that crypto will have its day for sure. It's, everything's gonna be fine. We're all gonna make it. Remember? Um, mustn't get too down and dumps about these things.
0: <laughs> why? Why do you have such a soft corner for musicians in NFT?
1: Because, because music is the single best thing that ever happened to
2: me. I love it. It's, it's never ever abandoned me. It's never called me mean names uh it's never well it does make me cry, but it's it's just been my best friend like, it's been the best mate i've ever had loyal loyal to the end music will be uh it's like a, it's like a dog that sings you know and plays instruments um I love music, I love
0: it i think no if notes. there was
2: a god if, if, if there was a god, the thing that God he or she or they or them would be most proud of would be of human beings would be music i don't think there's anything that they would look at with more pride than our ability to make music what do you think
0: hmm. i would say the say the same for visual arts or movies okay
1: yeah right. yeah, yeah that's I... totally fair yeah
0: yeah, but I understand you. It changes the state of mind, and it is the drug which is free. And overdoing it doesn't harm you, as would other drugs. So, <laughs> and also, yeah. So, and you also made it a point to collect sing one music NFT every single day, right? You still do it?
2: Uh, no, I did that. I did that for a month, and I did. I did one. Um, I did a Christmas thing where. Uh, no, that's Bloom. So that's the You Guys at Bloom. Yep. So some of those are animations. This this one here is spawn bottom row on the right. That's Hannes. That's that's probably my favorite NFT. That one. one? That, Name this, it. This, this,
1: uh, spring is Coming. Or sp- oh, those are cool as well.
2: Juice.
0: Spring um, is Coming. Ah, this one.
2: Yeah, that one. And also, I'll, sh- I'll share another one with you as well.
1: Those icky ones are crazy, man.
0: Yeah, they're so detailed, the icky artworks. And even though they are in monochrome, there's so much detailing and texture in it. I really love this one.
2: So good.
1: It's so good. Um,
0: Look at the focal point
1: changing. That was, this is really a pro. It's a beautiful piece of art, that. Um, and... Uh get back. He did a Bowie piece for me. If you scroll, what? Well, where are you? That's not. That's not mine.
0: So yeah, I mean, you are so passionate about David Bowie that such a you have such a big collection of David Bowie. So why is that so?
2: Well, it's, it's, this is taking a lot longer than I anticipated. I was going to have a gallery dedicated to him um, by the end, by January this year, and and it's not like it's 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 you know my PFP is David Bowie, so it's a focal point of my a lot of my conversations. But music in general, you know, I I I love David Bowie, but I love I love a lot of different types of music. But with him, I I felt like if he was alive, he would be well into this space. You know, I don't know if you've heard that famous interview where he's talking about the internet and what it's going to do for humanity long before the internet was even established properly. But he—he he, tell us. Oh, look, just just look up on YouTube, um Jeremy Paxman uh, or David Bowie Internet. If you even if you just look up David Bowie Internet, you'll hear him talking about what the internet's going to do for the human, you know, the whole what, of humanity. What are the
0: crux? What what do you like about it? What do you like about the interview?
2: Well, 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 I I, lo- I love his reinvention. I love how brave he is. So he so he he was central to the the glam rock sound in the early seventies. I'm not I'm not claiming he in, invented it or anything, but he was the central theme of it. But then he he discarded it all and went in a more pop direction, and that's really brave. Like to to have worldwide acclaim and and um, you know everybody sort of. I mean, he was he was massive, massive star at this, at this time. And then to have the courage to want to push yourself artistically rather than settle for the sound that you've uncovered is popular and throw it all away, reinvent yourself, hire new musicians, you know, and, and go on and, and embark upon this journey of entirely new music. But not only that, produce it at the same level of brilliance and 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 not only that, but do it maybe three or four times in his career, right up until the last album. It's 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 insane. I could play you two tracks of David Bowie, and you would have no idea that it's the same artist. Yeah. You'd, you'd be so confused because he can do he can he's done like drum and bass jungle type tracks, all the way down to kind of you know sweet little innocent you know. That, uh, like ballots sort of simple, simple Beatles pop songs,
0: you know. Do you like? like do you like his oh. disruption? I mean, internet has disrupted yeah. many things, right? And you see new things every time. It evolves and it changes very quickly. I think that's what you like—the changing aspect of it.
2: Well, yeah. Well, he did a song called "Changes," which is uh, which is again a brilliant, brilliant song. Um, uh, he had an ability lyrically to uh, talk as an observer of society and put it in really, really unique ways. You know, like so he he compares um, he compares like capitalism to and consumerism to Mickey Mouse. You know, in one of his songs like, on Life on Mars, I think it is um, when when Mickey Mouse is turning a cow or to turn into a cow. You know, talking about American. Consumerism and stuff. Like he does stuff like that. That's <sighs> and f- and five years, like lyrically, he's he's, oh, he's I, I I wanna listen to Bowie now. I don't know if He's he's the best man. Like I've I've got a playlist of the best of Bowie on my Spotify. But you so should um
0: do listen you to it. Share share it with me. I'll put it in the episode so everybody can enjoy your playlist i got to do that. And after that, we would love to hear your poem now. As you mentioned, you have also added music to it. It'll be so cool to hear.
1: Do I share my profile or the actual playlist with you? Sorry? Do I share my profile on Spotify or the actual playlist with you on Spotify? My
0: what profile, about? isn't it? I think okay. a specific playlist would be good because people can even search your profile with that. But, uh, have you ever hopped with kangaroos?
1: And
2: that's a stupid question. <laughs> but if you hop with a kangaroo, you know you'll have your face bitten off, Or scratched off.
1: Bit. Kangaroo I, I thought you,
0: kangaroos man. don't bite. I thought they, they punch and they swing their tails.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, mate.
0: Smack, smack you with their tails. And me. There are even smaller versions of kangaroos, right? Like, the little... What's that? Dwarfish. Dwarf kangaroos. Smaller in size. What is... They are grey. They, they The colors grey. I'd seen them in a zoo. Grey oh, colour you... kangaroos which are smaller in size.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. There's different types of kangaroos, yeah. Well, you've got that now? <laughs> I wish. Oh? I don't see any kangaroo art in your collection. I don't think I've got any kangaroo art. Sorry? I don't think I've got any kangaroo art. To be honest.
3: Oh, it has been with the final chapters of the book. Oh, um, cause you fly so high back down to earth alone. I love the stupid woman I call. Mrs. pocket store. That
0: is so good.
1: It was silence.
0: Okay, probably the software might have caught it, but if not, I'll uh, put it in.
2: You've got a file now, so yeah. But shout out Fifi and also Nifty Sax. Wow. Um, Nifty Sax is, is is minting uh, the pass at the minute, so check out check out Nifty Nifty Sax is his name, the, and the, the, I don't I don't know if it's public or not, but those two those two are really really lovely people. Um, yeah, they were awesome. Awesome to me with this thing. So,
0: so you that. had written this. You wrote this huh? music.
2: Mm. Well, you well, I did. The... I wrote the I wrote, I wrote the lyrics.
0: Okay. Wow, that's yeah. beautiful. Like Fifi's voice is so good, and even the piano is playing in the background. It yeah.
2: is. Oh, she's she's beautiful. she's brilliant. But that that's gonna get minted. Like that. That's, that's, there'll be different versions of that track
1: that we will mint.
0: When are you going to mint?
1: Next couple of weeks, probably.
0: Okay, cool. All right, yeah. the one on your profile is also pretty cool. Can you read it out for us? I don't know what it is. What it is. On Twitter profile, Twitter bio, pin tweet. Okay.
1: Um, oh, this was taking a piss out of AI.
2: Well, not taking the piss. I wanted to try and write a poem
1: that featured in every line "AI." So it's just called it's called "Am I," because the letter you uh, you get me, don't you?
0: I hear you. Just, I mean, let's hear the poem in a flow, and then we can hear
2: you explain. There is no flow to it, but okay, it's called "Am I?" Am I an amazing idea? An artistic interpretation starts with adventurous imagination, ample inspiration, and adorable innocence. Artistic incense smells like an alluring invitation to an authentic individual, an acoustic instrument, or agile ink. Ask independently. Am I? Am, am I?
1: Am I? Are you? Am I? Who knows?
0: <laughs> wow. How how do you get inspiration for this?
2: That one that one I just set myself a challenge of trying to write a poem using only words that started with A
1: and I. Um but I do did most you, most of the poems I write come from
0: And did you use AI for this? For my. I? <laughs>
1: No,
2: I said that actually. Um, no, but I, I m- most most of most of the things I write aren't aren't intended for public view because I don't really consider myself to be a writer or a poet or an artist or anything like that. But I and it, and it's really it's almost like therapy, you know. I listen to music a lot to help help me, and I write stuff. So a lot of it comes from quite a sad places. It's like quite. Um, You know, broken hearts, or feeling alone, or anxiety, mental health stuff. I wrote I wrote one called Anxiety, um, which was really raw. It was really raw, and I was really scared to share it because I hadn't shared a poem before, and it was about something that's really, really not close to my heart, but something that's affected me for a long, long time. So that was a difficult one to share. But again, the Web three community. That's what it does, doesn't it? And just
0: showers you with flowers. And the first time the first time you had shared that one was on MySpace, I believe. And it was amazing to hear because you enjoyed it so much. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Touching a bit on mental health. How do you deal with it or after dealing with with it for a considerable time, what would you suggest other listeners or young folks who might be going through it?
1: No, no. I, don't, I don't have any advice because if I knew if I, if I that, then I'd be doing it. Um, listen to music. Go for a walk or something. Hmm.
0: but i am I'm, I'm hopefully I, I I hope that you don't regret that time, right, or do you: I regret what? Whatever the phase was, I hope that gives you an inspiration to do better things instead of making it sorrowful or uh, regretful
1: um what what are you referring to
0: a negative incident usually there are some incidents which happen that take a person into a
1: oh, i' see yeah gotcha um no not really regret not really regret more um i mean well with 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 mental health it's different because you can't it's it's the most frustrating thing because it's 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 so hard to explain it to anyone, so it's a really lonely feeling um but with the other stuff, it's more like um just expressing how you're feeling i suppose and and you know trying to swipe through it, i suppose i don't know it's not it's, it's not easy for me to talk about to be honest.
0: that's that's why we have poems, you know, and you you do a great job of expressing your feelings through the poems and I really love that anxiety uh poem, so cheers to that yes, hope you meant,
2: I, appreciate, I appreciate that
0: yeah, hope uh, you that as well
1: we, we, we i think
2: i actually, I've got a piece, uh nuclear samurai did a piece of art for it with the lyrics sort of blurred in the background. And I was going to mint it and and give the proceeds to a mental health charity. But I I don't know why I never go around to doing that. I will do that. I will do that, Tenly.
0: Wonderful. And we'll follow up in the comments to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So on to the signature round. But before that, we'd love to know some fun facts about Australia from you.
2: About I mean, I don't and I'll know. tell you why
0: and I'll tell you why I'm asking this question because this podcast is very international. We have had people from over twenty three countries, and now we are going to have people from all countries, experts from each and every country of the world. So we are oh. taking in fun facts of those countries, and today is the day for Australia.
2: Oh. Yeah, I, I don't really know many fun facts, but I'll tell you some odd things about this, this place because I'm not Aussie, right? Um, but they're really nice. They're really good people. They're lovely, very welcoming people. That's the first thing, but that's not really fun facts. What they do, they do this thing on Anzac Day, right? Anzac You're Day on? is the day, an- Anzac Anzac Day is a day where they celebrate the um, the fallen comrades from World War Two. You know, the Australian New Zealand Army and the and the soldiers that that pass fighting for freedom and stuff. And they all go to the pub. They they have they have memorial time, which is like at sunrise at five AM or six AM. And then they go to these clubs called RSLs, which I think stands for Returning Soldiers Leagues. Something like that. But anyway, they then get on the, they then drink enormous amounts and play this game called Two Up where you get these coins and you bet with randoms. On whether it's going to be heads or tails, it's like I think it's I think it's three coins and they flip them, and you guess whether it's going to be heads or tails. I think something like that, and you just bet with random people in the crowd. So that's that. That's one
1: thing. Um, what else have I got? Oh, they have mad They have they have big stuff in in so
2: certain certain place around the. They have big stuff. They have the. Big stuff. So, in in a place called Coffs, they had the big pineapple. Big, big, the big pineapple.
0: Spell what you're saying. Massive, massive stuff, big. or a big animal Big. Yeah. Big the animal or big things, big no, massive things, huge, huge things, huge, massive.
2: Okay. Okay. So, and and, and each place has a different one. So, there's a place where they've got a huge, uh, uh, but it's called the big, and then something. So, the big pineapple is one. Uh, the big. Tucker box, I think, which is like a box for dogs. Uh the big I know the big banana, I think. They have big things. There's a big sheep somewhere.
0: They have they big things but they don't have big bananas, is what they
2: No they, they, the big the big banana, <laughs> there is a big banana. I think that's a cossaba big banana. Um
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> well depending on what day out of weekings time, May. Eh? See what I mean?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Those who got it got it, anyways. Yeah, yeah, they got it all right. Um, fish, yeah, as we t- we spoke about our business, fish and egg chip. Um, <laughs> why is it such a delicacy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's not, it's not a delicacy, it's just some fish and some chips. I mean, they're surrounded by water. Do you know what I
2: mean? And they live by the beach. You have fish and chips by the beach, don't you? So that's really beautiful, fresh fish.
0: So for this new venture, the the franchisee that we are going to sell out, how would you s- sell this to a potential buyer, this franchisee of fish and H-chip, where the fish is vegan? Oh, and well, it's I fish by... and H-chip. H for... Herbal chip or healthy chip, a chip. Chip. Well, I'll say to them that
2: not only do you get to enjoy the traditional taste of of fish and chips, which, as we all know, reminds you of holidays and sunshine and the beach and happy times, but you also get to support a business that is run by two very different people from India and from Australia. And all proceeds from this vegan fish goes to help young children um, with building agricultural things for their villages to help feed, you know, the starving in certain areas of um, Africa and other areas. So if you don't buy the fish and chips, you're basically voting for, if you you, you choose pasta,
1: you choose genocide.
0: What do you think? That was powerful. Now you have to go and look at the links in description and get your franchisee for fish and a chip. Right to your neighborhood, okay. Oh my God, I love you, son, mate. I don't
2: know why, but I do. I really do. You're a All legend. right.
0: Now to thank you so much. I love you back. Let's hear some signature round questions. Name three people, living or dead, that you would like to have lunch with.
1: Um, David Bowie, Christopher kitchens and Michael. Which Michael? Michael Hartley.
0: Oh, why not Michael Jackson?
1: I think, I think
2: Michael's more, more interesting.
0: Both are Michael's.
2: Yeah, I'd like I'd like Michael there because I'd I'd have someone to lean on if 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 Christopher started kicking off. And Bowie was like, you know, doing drugs in the toilet or something. I could, I could lean on Michael and say, "Tell us more about them, hedgehogs." You know, what I mean, I'd, I'd have someone reliable that I know, I get on with.
0: Stable, steady, guy. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's. What question? So the second second half of the question is: What question would you ask all these three? It can be different question for different people. Christopher
2: Hitchens, I would say, um, uh, is 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 woke culture a force for good or evil in the world, and for what reason? And you only have three hours, and then I would listen and enjoy every word of that. Um, David Bowie, I would ask him, um, what is it? What is it that happens in your mind? Like, can you can you try your best to 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 describe for me the list of an idea as it ha- as it happens, the nucleus of the idea in your head. What what does that feel like? And then when you translate it onto sheet or into music, how close? Like, what's the closest you've ever got to that original idea? What track is it? i would probably ask him that. And then Michael, I'd probably ask him, what are we going to talk about
1: in tomorrow's space? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, still join in for tomorrow's space. That's very interesting. And all people watching this, if you have got a David Bowie AI, or if you can get this question, what Ed Chip wants to know from the AI, he might collect your artwork or maybe get that intellectual information as an NFT. I'll tell you, so- <laughs> so
1: I'll comment- tell you something,
2: by the way. I'll, I'll, anybody that comments on this, well, there's two There's two things that has to happen. Three things that need to happen. Suka, the cryptocurrency, T-S-U-K-A, needs to hit a dollar. Okay? If that hits a dollar, and this gets more views than Kato, OG, if he insists on the OG, if it gets more views than Kato, everybody that comments or likes on this video, I will buy a piece of art from if the first two things happen.
0: Let's go.
1: I can't say fairer than that.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Love it. And this is going to be a promo trailer (laughs) trailer of this episode. Right. Did
2: you want did you want do you, you want a sound bite to get
1: everyone to
0: click on it? Yeah. What would you okay. say? Alright, you ready? Um
2: and another thing, these bloody people come into the space, they say all this nonsense which no one should listen to. You're a dickhead as well for even asking the question. That was out of order. I'm done with this, I'll see you later. There Let's
3: you
0: go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Epic. You are the best. (laughs) Wow. This is the thing. Controversy sells. And (laughs) you nailed it. Let's go. Um, Okay. Next question. How to make money?
1: Um, Okay. Uh, Provide value beyond...
2: Provide value beyond... The, the or the price that you're being asked that you're asking for. Does that make sense? So
1: always over deliver. Hmm. Always over deliver. So provide value greater than the sum of the price you're asking for. So if so, if you're trying to sell something for one E give them
2: one and a half E's worth of value.
0: And how, who does it determines the value?
2: Well, do you know what you did before I can give you an example? When we brought up that piece from Hannes, you mentioned um, the focal adjustments, the uh, detail, you, you mentioned things in that, that happened in that video that I wouldn't, I would never have noticed. That's because you're an artist. So if, 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 if everybody that collected from you also had access to your eye, and can send you artwork, and you could you could say to them, listen, technically this is really quite poor. It's 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 the lighting, the angles, whatever it is. You could save that collector hundreds of each every year. So mm-hmm. that's value.
0: That's a good business proposition as well. So the <laughs> business making idea five hundred and thirty six. Uh, <laughs> you oh, can. Oh, <laughs> you can be an eye to the collector. But don't you think it's funny how even Pepe and the works which seem objectively seem to have very low effort sales for uh, such a high price? Well,
2: that's what happens. If you've you've got a bunch of people that made generational wealth, don't forget how they made that generational wealth. They made it out of pretend digital tokens. So they don't see that, they, that there is no back. They, they It's like if you put a quid, down, if you put a fiver down at the roulette table, and you win every single time for a year, the, you have that the value that you place in that currency, versus if you spent twenty years earning it, it's different. If you if you invested twenty bucks in Bitcoin twenty years ago or fifteen years ago or whatever, you've now got tens of millions of dollars. You, you're not going to ascribe any value to that. So of course. Why wouldn't you spend a million quid on a two dimensional GIF of a punk? Do you know what I mean? Like what? I don't see why anyone would be surprised.
0: Yeah, it's their their will, their choice and how they want to spend it sort of. But I also think it leans to more about identity, about being different and about status.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely, it's about status. Those punk those punks i not going anywhere. They, 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 those punks in another twenty years will be worth so much coin.
0: Crypto, what do you, you mean? Like,
2: yeah, <sighs> yeah, and the kitties.
0: They're they're historic, also, right? That that that's just not about the in thing. It is actually historic in a way. It's it's status.
2: It's if you want, if you want, if you want immediate credibility in Web3, put a punk as your PFP.
0: Punk or, or a that... body?
1: No, I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I
2: think those punks are. If I, if I, if I had the money, and I was hammered, and I hadn't slept for three days, and I'd taken quite a lot of Xanax,
1: and I hadn't eaten, you know, and someone had just beaten me up. I'd just come out of a comb or something and I'd won the lottery. Then maybe I'd buy one. <laughs> I think I think that, you know.
0: <laughs> so many parameters to buy that. Okay. Alright. So what is your favorite movie?
1: Oh man, I don't know movies. Probably either maybe Jungle Book. Okay. Uh Watership
2: Down was good. Uh, I don't know movies. I don't know them.
0: We got yeah, it. One we of have those two names. Two. That is good enough. What is your favorite book? BFG. What?
1: It, the BFG by what is the Big BFG? Friendly. It stands for Big Friendly Giant. by Roald Dahl.
0: Okay, we'll in check Bible. it up. What do you like about oh. it in in one sentence?
1: Um, all the words that get invented. Snoscumbers. Did oh, yeah. they
0: did they invent your accent also in that book?
2: <laughs> nah, it's just it's just magical. It's a magical book. I mean, people think I'm an idiot, but it is a brilliant book. Read it and tell me it's not brilliant. I mean, I could tell you like I could tell you like you know something something posher, something more posh. But no, I don't know. I
0: I haven't read this book. That's why, I'm, uh, that's why I that's generally wanted to know what is the storyline like.
2: It's about a giant. It's about a giant who determines what you dream. So he goes around with this trumpet thing and and he gets these captures these things, puts them in jars, and then he spits them into your head when you're asleep, and that's what you dream. But okay. there's nasty there's nasty there's nasty giants as well that'll give you nightmares, and he's like the big friendly one.
0: Oh interesting. Let's let's have a read at it. Okay, what is one thing you cannot live without? It? Music. Music.
1: Mm. Okay. I'd, I'd rather be, um, I'd rather be blind than deaf, you know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, we know after, after you have watched the whole episode till here, you know, the reason very well by now, because he loves music. And yes, we know it. All right. What's on a bucket list next?
1: Bucket list. Is this something like
2: just something spontaneous? Um I mean I really want to leave a legacy in Web3. But that's much bigger than a bucket list item, isn't it? Are you talking about bungee jumping or something?
0: No, that could be bucket list is anything open, it's not just about adventure, but something that you have not done and you want to do next.
2: Yeah, I, I I wanna I, I want to leave a leave my footprint on this in this place, and I want it to be uh, a positive one.
0: In NFTs maybe, or in maybe, Web three? Yeah, in
2: in in Web three. Um, in Web three, yeah. But that's probably more legacy than I'm not. I don't go outdoors, mate. So bucket bucket list items for me. Oh, maybe maybe I'll um maybe I'll order a, order a curry on the weekend.
1: That'd be quite nice. i have not a curry in ages.
0: You want to leave a digital footprint on the blockchain? What,
2: well, no, no. I wanna. What I wanna do is I wanna be a. I wanna help. I wanna help contribute to the 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 development of Web three as mm. you know as positively as possible. And I've got, I've got lots of little plans, but it's uh, about making them happen.
0: You so, want to be remembered for a catalyst or a change maker in this space in in the yeah, like, my, my,
2: like, like my legacy with corporate was that i i helped people achieve you know i helped loads and those people have better careers than they would have had if we weren't working together and i' I'm so proud of that I love it um and I want to do the same here you know i want to facilitate the uh I want to facilitate as many people as possible achieving as close as possible to their full potential
1: in Web3. Wow. Beautiful. All right. What do you do? What do you like to do for fun? Fun? Jesus. I I go back to
2: the 90s. Um,
0: Aren't you having fun these days?
2: No, it's all right. Uh, look, going to see, going to see West Ham live, um, going on a, going on a, 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 a date with a decent, yeah, nice woman or, um, do you know what? Twitter spaces is probably
0: Fine. Good fun. Okay. Like,
2: my, like Most, most of my Fridays with, with the crew, you know, like I've got a little, a little crew there and then my good mates and I really enjoy, I really enjoy that time. Oh and, oh, and obviously, obviously, my boy. I should, I should, I should say, my boy on Sundays. Like I, last week we went to a, you know, those pits that are filled with little balls.
3: Do hmm.
2: you know those? Yeah, I took him to one of those, and we had a, we had a right giggle. It was brilliant. We went on a little choo-choo train. Um,
1: yes, yeah, so that's my fun.
0: Wow, cute. The, my, my, my. Um. Nephew was wanting to go to one of such places last Sunday. But (laughs) when we got a discussion, we got on a discussion with the whole family, and specifically, he wanted to know how our kids made. (laughs) Oh, how are kids
1: made? Yeah, that's
2: tricky. You you didn't didn't give him a live demo, did you?
0: (laughs) No, I was trying to use, stretch my imagination and creativity to its extent to explain just like flowers and stuff and different things. But then I was like, okay, you, you'll be taught that in school in a couple of years. Don't worry. <laughs> because yeah, as yeah. I mentioned, as I mentioned, egg and sperm, they had like no clue and they were like uh-huh. weirded out by it. So I was like, let me prepare myself next time better with um, things. Then I asked um, ChatGPT GPT, how would you explain this to a child? And they were like, have a diagram with you and then explain with the foam and how amazing, um, amazing it is. And he used these words like wonderful and amazing and cool uh, to explain all these things. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Magical thing that happens which is called love, making and sex. <laughs> oh god. god. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Okay. But yeah, that's the question. If If you have a good explanation for kids, which you can give in a short time, do comment that below. All right. What gets you excited about the future?
1: I don't know. I guess. I guess not knowing. I suppose. I don't know what the future looks like for me, or like, it's really uncertain. So I think, you know, embracing that and waiting to see. I don't know. I don't know if excitement's the word though. And I mean,
2: I'm full of anticipation for it. Like I, I haven't stumbled on what's next yet for me. It's taken me a couple of years, you know. I need to. So I, I guess what excites me is finding, finding, finding
1: the thing. I'm going to find the thing.
0: Wow, that's a cool way of looking at it. The unknown makes you excited, right? If it would be boring if it, everything was known. That's cool. I like that spirit. All right what is the most priceless gift that you have received ever received
1: yeah we you, can i say my boy or is that is it yeah, a yeah,
2: gift yeah. anything yeah, any material non material 100% my little boy yeah it's like it's it's mad the, the the dynamic between me and him when it's just me and him together
1: is it's just different It's different to anything else. Like, Yeah, I love it. Definitely, hands down, my boy, for sure. Awesome. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, Just put the glass down and go to bed. Put the glass down? Yeah, you don't need one more, basically. Can you explain? Yeah, like, you know, when you're in the pub and you go, I'll have one more. Okay. My advice would be, you don't need one more. Just go to bed. Would have saved me a lot of trouble. (laughs) All right. Or or, or don't say it. Don't say it. That's what it would be. Don't say it. You You know when you think stuff? I always say it. I think... Yeah, don't say it.
0: What are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning. (laughs) All right. Has anybody told you that you look like Gordon Ramsay? Fuck me, mate. No.
1: (laughs)
2: Why? Why'd you ask?
0: Uh, Just like one from one angle and the colour of your hair and Probably he's also Australian, so putting all those things together, it gave me a feel.
1: Yeah. And what
2: is that feel?
0: No, it just looks like it is pretty cool. He's also upfront and talking about his mind out. You know, he just talks what he thinks. So,
2: no, you, hang on, I just want to be clear here
3: that
1: you're
2: saying that I look like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He's about 20 years older than me, but whatever.
0: So yeah, you can take it as a compliment.
2: Oh yeah, yeah no, well, has spent his entire life over boiling hot water, wrinkling his face up into some filthy leather mop.
0: And That's what I look we like. Need a, and we need a Gordon Ramsay for a fish and egg chip business also, right?
2: <laughs> Alright, fine, I'll be Gordon.
0: <laughs> Alright. Thank you so much. It was an amazing session talking to you. A lot of fun. This is going to be one of the most amazing episodes. Thank you for doing this. I'm here, donkey.
2: I'm here, donkey. Get out of my kitchen. Get out. Get out of my kitchen. Fucking donkey.
1: It's more.
0: Let (laughs) us the Gordon Ramsay take care. Okay. (laughs) What? what are the what are some parting words would you like to say, our viewers, as we have come to end to the conclusion?
2: Um, nothing other than thank you. Uh, I, I I enjoy chatting to you in a space. So to get you one one on one for as long as I have, it's been a real treat for me. I think I think you're a really yeah you're you're a really great guy, um, and um, and it's been a pleasure. I've really I've really enjoyed this. So I feel I feel humble that. Uh, that you would even consider having me on this, and I can't wait for the viewership figures to go north of Cato, and so I can add that to my bio in Twitter, and remind him every day. That'll <laughs> be my fireworks.
0: <laughs> Let's go! It was a lot of fun uh, to, to talk to you. You are one of the person I really wanted to talk and uh, talk to you on the show for the first time. But you are so kind. Um, sometimes you're tough like a coconut from the outside but inside you're very kind and supportive and supporting person so even not just now not just in today but observing you throughout the months it is it is really nice to have you so thank you so much Much welcome man thank you
2: thank you brother Cheers.